Hi, welcome to the Literary Sipper. This is Amber Beatty Hill. I'm your host. Before we talk about failure, which is what I wanted to talk about today, I have to say, I I don't know about you guys, but I'm definitely a Gen Xer. And I'm very excited that Liz Fair is going back on tour with Exile and Guyville. I don't even know how to express to you how excited I am to see her on tour again. She's coming to Seattle in the fall, and hopefully I can convince my friend Nikki to go with me since we just went to see Duran Duran, because the nostalgia is fierce. The nostalgia is a powerful force, and we must just abide by its will. And with Liz Fair, I cannot tell you how many times I listened to Exile and Guyville. I knew all the words to every song. I saw her multiple times over the course of my college life. And I am just very, very excited to see her again and to meet her where we both are. And I hope you guys are out there and excited about maybe some of the nostalgia that's revisiting you and not to be ashamed of it and to embrace it. I mean, I love new music and I love being exposed to people I've never heard before or read before or gone to see art installations of before. And I'm always hearing about new people and investigating new people. But there is something that is so interesting about re-meeting old friends and seeing them with your eyes and revisiting the old self that used to exist when you first met them. And I think that's what it is. I'm excited to see how the songs feel to me at 49 versus how they felt to me at 22. And of course, I want to see her just rock and be everything that she has always been. And to see her growth and age and astronomical power and hopefully that rebellious streak is still alive and will remind us all that we have such great power in this age that we're in, in this body that we're in. Anyway, what I wanted to talk today about is the question of failure and what it means to fail. I'm sure that so many of you out there are in this process of, in the process of creating, have met with failure. Either you haven't gotten enough work done that you felt like you should have gotten done today or this week or this month or this year or this lifetime. Some of you have produced work that you're unhappy with that feels very half finished or undone. Some of you are getting rejection letters in the mail from editors, publishers, agents. Some of you have put your work away for so long that you have felt like a failure because of it, because the way you're living your life doesn't measure up to what you'd hoped it would be creatively. And I want to remind you of a little poem from the, A Children's Garden of Verses, Robert Louis Stevenson's book of poetry. And so many of so many of you had that book when you were little. I'm sure you did. And if you didn't, I'm sure you've heard some of these poems, including this one. I have a little shadow that goes in and out with me. And what can be the use of him is more than I can see. 
And to me, the shadow is that shadow of doubt, the shadow of failure, the shadow of resistance, the shadow that follows us and tells us we're not good enough, we're not doing enough. What good is doing anything creative anyway if no one's going to see it, if I can't get paid for it, if I'm going to constantly be rejected because of it? And I think that there is so much to this creative life that dwells around this idea of failure and shadow. But here's the reminder. What do you have to lose? What do you have to lose by being creative? What is it that you are afraid of if you are creative? What is it that that person's rejection, that agent's rejection, that gallery's rejection, is saying about your work? What it's saying is, in this time, with this person, on this day, your work wasn't what they were looking for. It's not a measure of your work itself. And if you trust that your work and doing good work and making something and putting it out in the world is what you're supposed to be doing, then the reception of that work is no longer for you to determine. You instead have to define two other things for yourself. How are you defining success and how are you defining failure? These are huge questions and entire troves of literature have been dedicated to them. I mean, I think I've taught countless classes on death of a salesman or the great Gatsby and this idea of the American dream and the success that comes from money or fame or being well-liked or having a good marriage or having a picture-perfect life. All of these things get exacerbated in this society where our visual presence is somehow a landmark of how successful we are. But that in the creative life is not the same, and it shouldn't be measured the same. In a creative life, one's measure of success might be something like setting a goal and sticking to it, writing that thousand words a day that Jamie Attenberg tells us to write, to make something and put it out there in the world weekly, daily, like Austin Kleon always encourages people to do, even if it's not the best work, just to become one with the practice of making things and showing things. Your first creative impulse can be a success, but it doesn't mean that the work that comes after it isn't important. It doesn't mean that critiquing isn't an essential part of the creative process. All of these things are important, but they are not marks of failure. If someone offers you a suggestion for your book and says, hey, I think you need to rework the first chapter, or hey, I think this poem would sound much better with stronger line breaks, these are not things that say you're a failure. Your writing is a failure. These are things that say, hey, Let's put this on and see if we can become a more successful creator in the meantime. Try it. See if it works. 
one person's critique doesn't necessarily mean you have to stand by it. It's just one person's idea. But what it means is that you're open to this idea that your success is about the doing and not the reception. So if your success is about how much you're producing, how long you have continued the process, how dedicated you are to the process, are you enjoying it? Are you saving the time for joy in this life, in this season, in this project that you're working on? Have you committed yourself to it? That's a measure of success. I'm committing an hour a day, four hours a day, this entire weekend, whatever it is, whatever measure of time, that can be a measure of success. A measure of success is how strong is the community I'm building? Have I surrounded myself with people who believe in what I'm doing, who people who maybe have the same dreams and maybe have their own definition of successes or failures that you can learn from? And the fundamental question is, do you make room for others to fail? Do you make room for others to try and succeed? How are you at receiving and delivering those ideas to others who you might find yourself with or who you might find coming to you for advice? How are you defining failure? Are you a failure because you haven't had that gallery show that sold X number of paintings for X number of dollars? Are you a failure because you never finished that novel you said you were finishing? Are you a failure because you never let anybody listen to the songs that you're creating in your bedroom at home? What is it that makes that a failure for you? And only you can answer that. Because if you're surrounded with people who are encouraging you to be creative, to be artistic, to find that balance in your everyday life and the creative life, then they want you to be successful. They don't want you to fail. Now, don't get me wrong. There are people out there in the, in the great interwebs who do want you to fail, who love nothing more than to troll people's attempts at greatness. But they're not your problem. They're not real. What's real is the community that you've built and your belief in yourself. Are you setting up time to learn, to make new opportunities for yourself? Is this definition of yourself as an artist Something that offers you freedom that is sacred to you. I mean, one of the biggest things right now for me is that I define failure as rejection. For as many stories as I send out in the world, I'm getting rejection notices for contests, for literary magazines, and it's part of it. There are some successes too, but there's failure is there. But I don't necessarily review rejection as failure. In a way, it's underscoring this idea that I made something. I dedicated my time to this creative thing, and I'm trying to put it out in the world in the best way I know how. I also view success sometimes as posterity. What am I leaving behind? What am I putting out in the world that is going to be there for years to come? And I used to think it was going to be this book, right? This n novel that people would be say, there's that book by Amber Hill and, and I can read it and I can enjoy it and I can 
show it to my kids or whatever. I mean, that's the dream, right? The great American novel is the dream. But right now, I'm staring at a novel, one of them that I've written that's, you know, begging to be edited. I have another one that I'm working on. I have others that I have worked on over the years. And it's not to say that that dream is not alive. It's just to say that it's not the measure of my artistic success and posterity no longer in that way, no longer is the driving factor. Instead, I'm driven by this idea that living an artistic life is important for everyone. And so as many people as I can encourage in that way to do something creative with their time, that is my legacy. That is my posterity. That is the work that I'm doing. And as much as I enjoy working on novels and working on fiction and stories and poetry and all of the things that make me happy, there is also this part of me that is a teacher at heart and that wants everyone to understand that creativity is essential to a good life. So you have to make friends with your failure. You have to make friends with your doubt. You have to make friends with your resistance. You have to make friends with the shadow, the little shadow that flows in and out of you that you can't even see the use of in some moments. But the use is that the shadow propels you forward. It propels you towards the light. And what would you write if you knew no one was going to judge it? What would you paint if you knew no one was going to see it? Because once you do those things, once you enact the artistic moment, it doesn't matter how the judgment comes. The judgment's going to come with or without you. So do your best work. And own where you are. Own where you are. If failure is hard, then you know what? It's a place for you to start. We fail, we begin, we fail, we begin over and over and over again. And in this way, we've become experts at beginning and experts at failing. And that's what gives us these credentials that we're looking for because we've put ourselves out there, because we can't believe we could live in a world with this much inside of us that we couldn't express. And that's what makes you an artist. So keep writing, friends, and I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to The Literary Sipper. I hope you enjoyed this episode and learned something new. If you did, please subscribe and leave a rating and review if you're feeling especially generous. Until next time, keep reading, keep writing, and keep putting your voice in the world. It's waiting for you.